Welcome to the Scaling New Heights podcast, a podcast where we interview past and future instructors and main stage presenters from the annual Scaling New Heights conference that takes place each June. I'm Joe Woodard. I am the host of the Scaling New Heights conference, as well as the host of this, the Scaling New Heights podcast. And we're going to welcome back today, Simon T. Bailey for his second visit with us. Simon is going to talk this visit about his concept of brilliance, and it's based on a couple of books that he's written about brilliance in your personal and professional lives. Now, Simon's a breakthrough strategist. His life purpose is to teach 1 billion plus people how to be fearless and to create their futures. Now, he equips companies with tools that are necessary to affect cultural transformation, and that results and a higher employee engagement, platinum customer service experience. Now, he does have over 30 years consulting businesses on this kind of cultural change. He has addressed more than 1,700 organizations in 46 countries. He's the author of nine books in total. His building business relationships on lynda.com has been viewed by more than 850,000 people. And get this, folks. His Goldcast video, released just a couple of years ago, Father's Day 2018, has over 53 million views worldwide. So so let's hear what Simon has to say about brilliance in your personal and professional life right now. Simon, welcome to the podcast. Good to be with you. You know, it's, it's always good to have you on. And I know this, uh, as I said in the opening matters, your second time being with us on the podcast, plus of course, the main stage at Scaling New Heights, which was your A-game, really brought an amazing message. And I know you fired up everybody at the conference. It was actually brilliant, which is a great segue to my <laughs> first question I want to ask you, which, um, you know, you have a book based on brilliance, a couple of them, professional and personal brilliance. So why write two books on brilliance? Why is it so important? We are now living in what I would call the age of brilliance. So as you can look back in time over the last 100 years, we've gone from the agricultural age to the industrial age, to the knowledge age, to now what some call the age of creativity or what I call the age of brilliance. And that's when every man and woman has to tap into the thing that makes them come alive and the value they can add wherever they are in life and business. So brilliance is then connected to purpose? Totally, totally. Because when you're in purpose, you are in the zone of your flow and you're doing what comes natural to you. Well, and, and so you're right at the heart of, of our message because as our regular listeners know, we talk about vision, mission, and purpose. And of course, you probably are familiar with those three framed that way because I got it from Disney Institute. You're a consultant into the Disney Corporation or have been in your career. So you know exactly where I got that from. But it is the driving force of Disney's brilliance, if you want to place it, it that way. And yes. so just quick little summary of that, which you could do as well as an aficionado to Disney Institute like I am. Uh, but vision is your compass that directs your overall life goals. Mission is, is something you can accomplish and repeat, measure and repeat better or accomplish better. And purpose is the driving principle behind every action 
that you perform. So in Disney's case, we create happiness. Or in our yes. case, as we were challenged by uh, Disney Institute, we empower small business advisors. So our, our purpose became our tagline rather than a marketing person writing a tagline that we then try to manufacture purpose around. And would you agree, Simon, that this is really a, a search of the soul? There really isn't a separation between the personal and the professional when it comes to vision, mission, and purpose, is there? No, there's, it's fully aligned. It's all one. And, and so that's work-life harmonization. I, I was at a conference the other day and somebody said, work hard, play hard. I'm like, I don't do that. And they looked at me funny like, you know, and I said, no, I, I work and play hard all the time at the same time. It, there, is no, there is no separation. So what happens then when a person doesn't operate in their brilliance, when they cease to be a, a person and a professional of purpose? Well, what I've discovered, number one, is people are easily frustrated with the setbacks and challenges of life. Secondly, they are kind of feeling like they're stuck in a vortex, that things are coming at them and they can't do anything about it. They don't know how to move forward. They're kind of stuck in neutral. And then the third thing is they're not operate, um, operating at the optimum level. So they want to do better, they want to move forward, but they're kind of like, what's going on? And it's that deer in the headlights look. Hmm. Yeah, so I'd love to break those three down just a little bit. So you're saying that when life hits you hard, purpose is a shield? Yeah, purpose is that shield to bounce back to say, wait a minute, I know what to do. Instead of saying, I can't, you begin to say, I can. What can I do? So you're not waiting for things to happen. You're going to make things happen. You become the solution to the problem. I, I love that. Um, I've, I've got a talk that I do where I talk about the inoculator to fretting. And the inoculator to fretting as well as to worry and to dread, I say, is planning. Uh, because planning in, infuses intentionality about what we can control. And then I also say acceptance of the thing that is outside of our control, which is a little bit like the serenity prayer. But what I'm hearing you say is when you're a, purpose, when you're a person and a professional of purpose, those things that are outside your control, I don't know that they diminish as much as maybe your optimism makes you realize more is in your control than you thought. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so the second impact of living a brilliant or purposeful life, you said, is that I have more control over my environment rather than my environment controlling me. Um, I'm a big fan of Tolkien. And in The Lord of the Rings, there's this, this just little reference that is a narrative reference by the author, but it has profundity infused. It, it, it's about the hobbits deciding that they're weary and they're going to get on a raft and they're going to ride down the river in order to carry them to their journey. But as weary as they are, they eventually have to go to the shore and begin walking again because Tolkien says in his commentary in the narrative that if you stay too long in the currents of the river, the river will dictate your life instead of you. And that's what I'm hearing you say is that, I'm really hearing you say, okay, if you feel like the currents of life are carrying you in a direction that isn't aligned with your purpose, get out of the boat forage through the brush, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so and that means in that sense, purpose is a bit of your machete, right? <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it allows you to beat through all of that brush and, 
and mm. get to where you know you need to go. And that kind of gets us back to vision, right? Because, because a river, you can think it's straight, but it's carrying you this crazy direction, but it's your vision that's the compass that says, okay, if I stay here, I'm gonna, I, then my destination is no longer the same or the correct destination. And that's why I love the way that Disney fuses those three together. So um, you, you distinguish in your book between brilliance and ignorance. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yeah. See, uh, a brilliant person will make things happen. An ignorant person will wait for things to happen. A brilliant person is confident about the future, but a person who operates in ignorance, they are operating in the past, thinking that it's going to always be this way, and things are changing all around them. Uh, men and women who ignore the, the, the times that we are in, life will pass them by and they will say, well, wait a minute, what happened? Where a brilliance person is, is always saying, wait a minute, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to get up. I'm going to read the paper. I'm going to get on the edge and have happiness just blow through me every single day where an ignorant person is like, why are you so joyful? Why are you so happy? What are you doing? Right? And so the distinction between the two is when you operate in your brilliance, you are going to be the person that allows life to flow through you. And when you stay in ignorance, you're just kind of like, well, I guess this is the way it's going to be. So to some degree, of all the things I got from college, I only got two things that are applicable to this bullet. One is I was a classical Greek major. So I know that this has a, this is a Greek term that, that literally means the absence of knowledge. So it, it's very derogatory. If you call somebody ignorant, you know, it's an insult in 20, 21st century America, but in the literal mm -hmm. sense of the word, it just means absence of knowledge, right? So mm -hmm. I, I don't get to use my major much. I threw it in. <laughs> okay. The second thing, uh, the second thing I'm 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 inferring from this, and tell me if I'm correct, mm -hmm. is it's not just about specific factual knowledge. It's about worldview being informed by a broader perspective. Absolutely. And how does that and, then connect to purpose? Yeah. So I'll give you a prime example. I just had dinner with a amazing gentleman, 84 years of age. He is the world's leading expert in eradicating extreme poverty, leading professor, Fulbright scholar. And I said to him, uh, you've been to 113 countries. Why didn't you just retire 20, 30 years ago? And he said, Simon, my grandson asked me, what would I do to make a difference in the world? And he said, the moment he said it, he said, I had to get involved with creating a way for poverty to be eliminated. And he has now done that in the country of Nepal and has documented the research. And he said, my purpose gets me up every single day. And then he said this to me, Joe, he said, I'm 84 and I've got at least a dozen other countries I've got to impact before I leave this earth. And I'm like, you're, I'm saying to myself, you're 84. But he had that fire in his eyes that his best days were in front of him and he still had work to do. And he gets around better than you and I. Mm. So purpose then ignites the soul in a sense and the mind and the heart. But what I love so much about that, uh, that story is it was his grandson who inspired him. 
So if yes. you are, if you're in your fifties or sixties and you're thinking, okay, well, this would have been a great podcast to listen to whenever I could have been a purpose of, a per, person of purpose in my twenties or thirties, I'm hearing you say it's never too late to start. And also I'm hearing you say that it can maybe anecdotally in this case, extend your life. Oh my goodness. Totally. Absolutely. And what's interesting about this gentleman, um, and I'm just grateful for Dr. Jim Mayfield. He is on his second marriage. His first wife died, but between he and his second wife, they have 11 children and almost 50 grandchildren. And they are just ecstatic about the future. <laughs> it's what an, what an inspirational story. So, so that was actually a really good um, way to tee up my next question for you. Um, I want to know more specific applications. How can this brilliance uh, transform your life? And then I want you to also, as a follow-up, how would it, how would then transform your business? Yeah. So transforming your life and your business really starts with number one. How do I use my time and my energy? And when I talk about time and energy, it's looking at that 24 hour cycle and asking yourself every hour, is this the highest and best use of my time? And so that means before you even start your business day, how you start your, your, your life is taking out time in the morning to be intentional about your exercise, what you eat, just taking care of your body, what you're reading, what you're listening to. So you're feeding your spirit before you show up in your place of business. And then when you're in your place of business, it's not making a list of 20 things you need to get done that day. It's really saying, what are the five to six things that I need to do today right now? and prioritize those things. And then as you get those things done, then you say, okay, what is the next thing I need to do? Because ultimately throughout the day, fire drills are gonna happen. You're gonna be pulled in a million different directions. But it's also, I believe, setting an intention for that day to say, what is the one difference I wanna make today uh, in my life, in my clients, in my colleagues, my team members that I work with? And you set that intention every single day at the beginning of the day. Which is connected to your purpose statement, right? Which becomes then a, bl a plumb line for whether or not you should make that your daily intention. So if I'm back exactly. to Disney, we create happiness and I'm a, 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 a Disney cast member, as they call them. And it doesn't matter if you're a fry cook or you're an executive. Um, if I come up with a purpose for my work day at Disney and it doesn't somehow make somebody happier, Mm -hmm. uh, probably mm -hmm. not the thing I should be doing with that work day. So mm -hmm. I can't, I cannot stress enough the importance of having a vision, mission, and purpose statement, guys. So uh, if, if you haven't been inspired enough for me or motivated enough for my comments to create one, listen to everything that Simon Bailey is saying. Without a purpose statement, how can you possibly know if the intention you've set for that day for your business is on target or not. You simply can't, right? Um, so that's, and it's funny how I've wanted to separate them and you infuse them back together. You said <laughs> life and business, you could not separate them out. Why is that? I guess it gets separated out because it's so, it's, it's a blurring of the lines. <laughs> right, you know? and maybe they're supposed to blur. Right. Yeah. Maybe they're supposed to blur. Um, and, and that means that, you know, it kind of gets back to the work hard, play hard, and do both at the same time kind of situation. And, and that's what really brilliance is about. 
have you seen as you've been coaching people through this sort of brilliant purposeful life have you seen a challenge with what we call or what silicon valley calls fud fear uncertainty and doubt I, it seems to me that that's the most daunting enemy of purpose yes and absolutely and you know fear robs you of your future because you are stuck and the moment you decide that you will be unstuck you overcome the fear and you become fearless yeah and i found that the biggest thing we fear is failure totally. in all of its first cousins you know embarrassment and lack of uh, or the damage it does to our sense of self-worth and really if we can overcome that fear we've inoculated fud um, and, and we sort of fail forward, which I know has become a cliche, but we don't need to disrobe it of its power just because it's become in the vernacular. Fail forward. And, and the fail part is key to the forward part. Mm -hmm. and, and forward is connected to purpose. So uh, I've got one more question related to, to this concept of brilliance and the, the principles of your book. Um, and it's also germane to what we're doing here. I mean, our vision statement, I never told that one to the audience here, is to transform small business through small business advisors. So we we want to create or to empower small business advisors to become agents of business transformation. Last time I checked, Simon, every business has people in it. So really what we're doing, no more separation of life and business, we're just transforming lives by transforming small businesses and the people who own those businesses and work for them. So how can a person or organization sustain that kind of transformative mindset in the midst of that uncertainty word, that word, the middle, but right. So how can a, how can you sustain intentionality? I mean, there's a lot of brush here. We have to continually beat in life and it tends to grow back, right? How do we, how do we keep it going? I think as an organization, number one, every leader starting the day with what is it that we do right as a team, as an organization, as a business, that can be through stories, that can be of successes that you've had with clients. That can also be of not necessarily what I would say failures, but opportunities. What did we learn? And what are we going to do better? That's the first thing. The second thing is taking time out not just to talk about what you're doing for your customers, but what is the feedback that they're giving you and how are we learning and adapting and course correcting based on that feedback. And then the third thing is, are we looking at other industries to poach and leverage best ideas to bring into your practice that gives you that edge, that allows you to continue to add value to the customer have the customer become your unofficial marketing department, but also looking to your team members to make sure they level up in their thinking and what they are doing every single day. So together, we are growing organism, organization, organism, and we are moving forward into the future. Okay, so just quick flyby on those. We, we glean insights from our peers within the space, which is perfectly fine. You actually used the word poach in a positive sense. Never heard that, but I know how you, how you meant it, right? I think you kind of reinvented that to a positive term, but you glean these insights from your peers and you adopt the best of principles. Um, well, while I would add, and I think you would agree, still maintaining a differentiated value prop, right? So it's not mm -hmm. redundancy. It's just enhancement from kind of the best of breed within the space. 
Um, the one I like most that you just shared is the, the confidence we gain from the victories of the past. So you've covered now brilliance connected to purpose, how they're really inseparable from life and business, because I tried to get you to separate them and you wouldn't, which I think itself was, pun intended, brilliant. Um, you connected brilliance to, uh, to awareness and knowledge of your world and a wider world view, um, which you contrasted with the word ignorance. And then you talked about how we muster confidence from the past and we glean insights from all the, the best of breed that's happening around us. And in all of that, we create both direction and intentionality. And we do both in a sustainable model. Is that a good summary of the conversation? That is. Okay. Well, Simon, it is great having you here. Always, you're always welcome back on the Scaling New Heights podcast anytime. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. Well, that does wrap up this episode of the Scaling New Heights podcast. Now, if you're interested in learning more about the two books on brilliance written by Simon T. Bailey, you can learn more about those resources and find links to them at woodard.com slash webinars. And that's not the only thing you'll find on our website. There are a wide range of resources available to you, many of them free, always at woodard.com.